0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of GrappleCast. It's GrappleCast. It's a brand new episode, everybody. It is me, your host, Jamie, joined with Dan and Joe. I mean, there is no Tribal Chief Taran. He's all wrestled out. We've had three pay-per-views in the space of a week. What a boost.
1: Yeah, fair. Like, he's had too much. He's wrestled out. He's wrestled in. But we're, never, we're here since day one. Man. Day one-ish. We're here.
0: Day one-ish, I bet as well, on top of the pay-per-views, I know we were discussing before and you haven't watched, but you've read about All Out, but I bet you still watched NXT, The Bump, Raw, all of those <laughs> in between as well, maybe even...
1: Yeah, we watched Payback 2016 no, as well.
0: Well, why not? I hope that's not what the quiz is on, Joe.
1: No, it's not, no. that no, is
0: fine, not. good. Um, But no, we've had so much wrestling over the last few days, that we it's we had a bumper episode last week and we kind of have to try and keep it down to about an hour to talk about all the wrestling that has happened and breaking news i say breaking news but you know it is breaking news for us because it happened on the last episode beforehand so we haven't really had chance to talk about the big news which we'll get onto as well so we'll start off with some AEW as like a a taster like a starter course to warm us up for wwe revenge slash payback and then we'll go into the quiz as a nice little flow so obviously we'll start with the breaking news and the biggest story uh that came out of the last week and that is it finally happened at the start of collision tony cart have you watched the video by the way
1: what the sea of Boost before collision where he said hey guys just need to let you guys know
0: Basic, well yeah basically he's a release CM Punk from his contract he is no longer an AEW superstar Phil Brooks is gone and yeah he's left
1: um I felt I felt scared for myself and my my colleagues I felt scared for everybody so I consulted the board and they they recommended that that we terminate his contract so that's what I've done
0: exactly and it's happened I mean what do we think of it? I mean, we kind of thought that would never really happen because, you know, they've just built Collision just for kind of CM Punk and his little ragtag groups. Um, It literally happened on the weekend of Chicago where they had Dynamite, Collision, All Out, all in the Chicago Centre. <laughs> and it's kind of, obviously, I don't know if you didn't watch All Out, but it did seem like there was quite a few empty seats, probably out of protest, not going because uh, we've got that news on collision. But it's crazy. So I think, really, just initial thoughts from yourself, Joe. And then, really, the question is, what next for Phil Brooks? Will we see the return, what we've all wanted to see, and see him try and finally get a win in UFC? Will he go yeah. to WWE?
2: Or what's going to happen? Um, I don't know if you can wrestle for much longer. But, yeah, um, CM Punk is a commodity. But everywhere he goes... He seems to trouble. Like he causes trouble. In, he causes trouble in TNA. He causes trouble in Ring of Honor. He causes trouble in WWE. Now he's caused trouble in AEW. Yeah, he is like one of the best wrestlers of all time. Not to steal his own catchphrase, but like wherever he goes, like he's got an opinion on everything. He seems to rub up people the wrong way. Who and um, everything he's done the past couple of months. I think there's only so much you can like let go and let like go under the radar. And it must have been really, really bad for for Tony Khan to go, right, I've had enough now. Like, this can't happen anymore. You know, people need to be safe in the workplace. You know, you can't keep having arguments with fighting with people. And it must be pretty bad because I know Tony Khan's a massive CM Punk fanboy. So it must be pretty serious for Tony Khan to go, right, that's it. I, I can't be putting up with this anymore. You enough is
0: enough and yeah. it's time for a change as some would say mm. um but yeah I mean it did come as a bit of a shock especially like we thought maybe they'll just do kind of a, an investigation and then announce it after the event but to do it whilst in Chicago was a quite a surprise for me so Dan what about yourself obviously you did mention before um about who he is and that kind of like commodity that he is but where what next for Phil Brooks
1: yeah but I think they said that all out or just beforehand or with all in he was like one of the top merch sellers and you know it's a heavy decision but they're saying that backstage after hook faced Jack Perry CM Punk was waiting at the entrance room saying what was that on camera what are you doing um apparently he said it was just heat and he was just trying to get heat but CM Punk, Phil Brooks, he took offence to that and pied him in the face. A lot of people were getting involved and apparently um, CM Punk threw Jack Perry at Tony Khan. Um, So that's why he's saying it was a bit of an unsafe workplace. This is from the reports. For some reason, there's tons of reports going on backstage. I think it's a little bit toxic with AEW, the fact that with WWE, you hear like the odd murmur or rumour and then it gets quashed. But with AEW, it's about Mm -hmm. 10 different people saying 10 different things and everyone's stirring the pot. You've got the young bucks doing victory laps on collision. You've got them like drinking Pepsi on being the elite and all sorts like proper being wind up merchants. It just seems like it doesn't seem professional. It just seems even more carny. It just reminds me of old school WCW back in the days of like, oh, so have you heard what's happening in the circus this week? And then you look at WWE when people have heat and people don't like each other. You very rarely hear of it. You don't really hear of like people having arguments and bust ups backstage. It doesn't happen. It's very professional. Um, but with AEW, it seems to get, be getting this reputation. But in terms of the question you asked, what's next for Phil Brooks? I mean, it's it's difficult. Like Joe said, he's burned a lot of bridges with a lot of companies, but WWE is well known for but, you know, batting the hatches and going, you know what, you've had a bad history. To me, I can see him going on maybe like a Brock Lesnar deal. You know, you look at Survivor Series that's in Chicago, they might go, well, Hall of Fame this year. There's a few names that are up in there, but maybe in a couple of years' time, if they've got a wrestlemania in chicago they might be looking to do him in like a hall of fame deal like a retirement mm. match against somebody or something there's definitely money to be made with him and definitely even just shirt sales um you know you come in once or twice people say they don't really like brock lesnar and how he acts he literally turns up does his work goes home could be the same with phil brooks you stay in a different hotel you turn up and you don't speak to anybody and when you're done you go home none of this putting your wing around people none of this passing the torch you come in you do your job you go home um, they could do business with him like that. I, I couldn't see him going to New Japan or TNA or anywhere like this or, you know, him out, dropping a pipe bomb on CW or something. I think WWE will utilise him. But whether they strike while the iron's hot in or in November with Survivor Series or whether they wait a few years, whack him in the Hall of Fame, I definitely think there probably is still some business that they could do with it.
0: I think it's important to note as well, I, I was reading a, a report um, yesterday and it hasn't actually officially been confirmed or not if there is a compete clause yeah. with that release. So, I mean, obviously he hasn't turned up on Monday Night Raw. Um, I mean, he could still turn up possibly on SmackDown, but I very much doubt it. But uh, there's always that possibility, like I said, what Survivor Series is in November usually. Yeah. Um. So obviously that would be most likely after 30 days. So it just depends what's going to happen. But um. It was quite big news, and I think the only thing is, I guess we'll just have to wait and see what happens. But we're all saying it's not going to be UFC.
1: No, well, no, he's 0-2, can... and in So I don't think we're going to be seeing that bit again. Maybe he might go on, like, Ninja Warrior or Gladiators or something like that. Maybe he'll, he'll go on some of these panel shows and be a pundit. You never know. He might go with, um, what's his name, Brodus Clay. Or is it Tyrus he's called on Fox News? Tyrus, yeah. I've heard some rumours that they've said, um, I think it was, I always forget his name, the current NWA champion. Um,
2: I don't I know, it's maybe
1: EC, it's in the EC3. quiz. EC3. Oh, I doubt it. No <laughs> uh, EC3, it? he basically said he loved to see him go on NWA and use it as a platform. That can be pretty cool. But I mean, NWA, not many people keep an eye on it. I looked at their card the other day and didn't know three quarters of the people were on it. Um, but yeah, I think... He needs to be clever with it. He's burnt his bridges. WWE is the logical choice, but whether he does that pretty quickly or whether he does that in a few years' time when everything's calmed down, you know, I think it it all depends. You look at someone like a H... Not a HBK, sorry, like a um, Bret Hart. Um, WCW went under in 2001. He left WCW in 2000. Didn't really come back into WWE until, what, 20, 2007, 2008? It took ages for that uh, those wounds to be healed. So... I think wait and watch this space but I don't think this is the last we've seen of Phil Brooks
0: no I mean like I said we'll we'll wait and see what happens with Phil Brooks but obviously there was an AEW pay-per-view and I don't want to obviously keep you all too long on this because we do have payback to talk about as well but um, there was a a few matches and a pay-per-view taking place in Chicago there was a lot of booze and CM Punk uh, chants there was some on there was a sign which I very much enjoyed which was I side with with TK so that was a a nice little sign to see there um but there was a a few matches which we can just quickly run through obviously we had the um the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships were on the line better than you Bay versus the Dark Order which obviously saw the champs the hottest thing in wrestling right now retain their titles uh, with the double clothesline after a kangaroo kick after MJF is obviously selling this neck injury because he actually left halfway through the match with that neck injury as well and it was targeted with that um with a chair during the match as well by um Alex Reynolds so um but did anyone see the video of what happened after the match
1: yeah, good old um, Samoa Joe. He was walking to the ring and he pushed him. And yeah. so, and then uh, MJF had flashbacks then of NXT back in, uh, what was it, 2016, 2017 when he was the champ? Mm-hmm. So it's all building. But, you know, everyone was saying after that altercation that Samoa Joe really stood out as a locker room leader and he is in the twilight of his career now. So if you need somebody to have a, a rivalry with him for the next couple of months before the bidding war of 2024, yeah, why not have Samoa Joe?
0: Yeah, it was funny because obviously I saw... Um, obviously, I saw it happen. And then all of a sudden I was just like, oh, that's a bit strange. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, crap. NXT. I was like, I see what you did there. Um, so I just thought that was a quite little, nice little nod there because you could see Samoa Joe just smirking after it happened as well. Um, and then obviously MGF then went back to the ring and got choked out. And obviously, because um, he's got a title match next week, I believe, on Dynamite Grand Slam or um, is it the 15th I can't remember when it is but um, because uh, that might be the rampage but technically next week if it's recorded because it's Grand Slam New York and he's actually fighting uh, the winner of a tournament which I think is rumoured to be Roderick Strong at the moment because yeah. have kind of got that kind of thing going on there but I assume he goes past Roderick Strong we get the MGF Samoa Joe uh, angle after that, he is talking live on Dynamite um, as of recording, as we record on a Wednesday so We'll see what he has to say on that. Um, and then followed by that, obviously, Samoa Joe beat Shane. He retained his title, Shane Taylor. I think that was a, an OK match. Um, he used the Ring of Honour television. He is the king of television. And <laughs> I think we're just going to see that going for a while. But the the match after that, because we had three title matches in a row, I think four title matches in a row, actually. Uh, the first one was the, the TNT title, which was... Um, darby allen versus christian i mean sorry, i mean luchasaurus uh, <laughs> for the tnt title
2: shed dinosaur
0: that i heard Lucha about dinosaur. your
2: father and i heard he's dead
0: i'll tell you that christian is one of the best things at <laughs> this moment in time and um there's so many signs at the moment as well if they don't make it into a t-shirt i'll be fully disappointed but i think see, loads I'm, of signs
1: i think but... uh, cody rhodes left at the right time to be fair
0: that is, for God's sake cool. <laughs> um, there are loads of um, signs for father of the year Christine Cage <laughs> he's beating Stanis Baratheon now anyway yeah but um, no I think one that actually was quite a surprise and Luchasaurus did retain so Christine is still the TNT champion for now I don't know Joe if you thought that was a shock I don't know if you were thinking Darby might have taken the win there after everything from all in but what are your thoughts yeah. On where the TNT title is going and what's next.
2: It makes sense for Luchasaurus to have it for a while. I I heard that Darby Allen actually like when really hit his back in the coffee match, so it makes yeah. it, it would make sense for him to have the, it back because I I think um he's uh, he is quite injured from what I heard. Anyway, he, he did like take quite a knock to his back from the coffee match, so it makes yeah. sense really.
0: Yeah, and I think, like, Darby Allen is that kind of person that he wants to be, like, more of a a fighting champion, whereas, obviously, it makes sense for Luchasaurus and Christian to only defend it as part-time, whereas I don't think Darby Allen would want that. He would want to defend it every week. So if he is injured, obviously, it doesn't really make sense for him to take the win on this one.
2: Who do
1: you see as the person who logistically is going to take it off Luchasaurus? The only person I can think of is somebody like Keith Lee. I think that would be a pretty good program.
0: Well, the only thing that would possibly make sense before the heel turn was obviously Jack Perry to finally win his singles title. But obviously, he's heel. Um, Obviously, Luchasaurus is heel. So obviously, that doesn't really make sense unless Jack Perry comes back and he comes back to his Jungle Boy kind of gimmick and he just throw it all off because he comes back as face. I'm sure everyone would lose their mind if Baltimore's Tarzan boy hit. But... um. Yeah, that it, it's quite a difficult one to see who would actually dethrone Luchasaurus, uh, unless Christine decides to turn on him and, let's like, say, cash in his opportunity and just take the title from him. But yeah, who who knows? Okay, after that was another title match, and um, this match was for the TBS. So we've had one TNT, now we've got a TBS title. Oh. And it was Chris Statlander dressed as Derek Zoolander, and she took on Ruby 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 Soho, and she came out to Ruby Soho. Oh, she actually came out to the music rather than the Outcast, which is makes what makes you think the
1: Outcast's are pretty much dissolved now, doesn't
0: it? Well, especially after what happened um, during the match, but um, Chris Statlander retained due to uh, Out of Her Mind Crazy Tony Storm. Did anybody wow. see her, uh, what she did?
1: No, I didn't catch that.
0: No, so basically she, um, uh, what they were saying at the moment is she's obviously going a bit crazy. Um, they mentioned she was in the parking lot, half-dressed, throwing shoes at pigeons yeah. on dynamite. And uh, she actually came out from under the ring as Soraya was distracting um the referee. And she was kind of like half-dressed in a little... um nightgown a silk nightgown and um she then um got the spray paint and just started spraying it laughing kind of funnily like just like oh this looks fun and just kept spraying it for no reason whatsoever like it was deodorant and then um yeah they were just looking at her go what the hell's going on and Chris Statland just got the roll up and then that was it so Tony Storm has lost her mind she's gone cray cray she has gone crazy, and I think this is one of the best Tony Storms that we've seen, and it's a refresh of a character. It's a way to get out of the Outcast, I think. So um I'm all for it. Um, I think it's going to be good, but I don't know what's going to happen next with the uh, with the Outcast. Do you want to shed any light of what's going to happen with Ruby and Sray? They seem to still be together at the moment, but yeah, I mean knows? it's
1: very similar with um when you had uh, DMD and um I've, I've forgotten a uh, tag team Jamie Hayter that's the one yeah they, you know you always <laughs> oh, are they gonna turn on each other they never did yeah. they supported each other I think it'd be very similar you know they're friends they look after each other um is mm-hmm. sort of almost turning a little bit face now uh Ruby's going a little bit cray cray but I think with someone like a Tony Storm you know the character itself is working really well but you could also see her potentially going with her husband and joining the bang bang gang that'd be pretty cool
0: yeah well we will see what happens next with them but we did what AEW All Out loves to do is give us some debuts. And we did. We did have a debut at AEW All Out 2023. We saw finally, some may say finally, the uh, the debut of Mrs. Miro, CJ Perry. She is out here. She has arrived in AEW. And Miro just left her in the ring. He, really just, nice. he just left her. Like, she came to save him after getting battered by Powerhouse Hubs after the match, after Miro took the W, and he just left her. So, are you happy to see CJ Perry back in the wrestling world?
1: I'm glad he's got his hot, flexible wife back with him. I just hope they managed to patch it all up. Otherwise, we might get a repeat of the Bobby Lashley storyline, but with Powerhouse Hubs.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sure nobody wants to see that.
1: No, it was cool. dreadful. Absolutely. But it got loads of views on YouTube. But yeah, seeing CJ Perry there, I think he said in a media scrum afterwards, it's not a long term signing. It's just to help progress things. But she's great. She's really entertaining. And I think she really adds to the Miro character. So let's see what happens on collision with that. You never know. It might lead into a, a title change.
0: Yeah, I mean, she did obviously have in a Titan and drawn hot and flexible as well as she was coming to the ring. So, yeah, we'll see what happens there. Okay. This is one thing I will say. If you do watch any match from AEW All Out, it has to be this one. Um, I don't think it was as good as last year's because I think, was it last year or the year before? I think it was the year before, maybe? CM Punk and MJF when they had their strap match. But the Brian Danielson-Ricky Starks match was absolutely brutal. There was blood, the whips you could hear. I had my TV on five. It sounded like the scene from Oppenheimer. I tell you that right now. There was explosions everywhere, but no, it was absolutely brutal, and I think it was a brilliant match. Um, probably the the match of of the night as well. But no, watch Ricky Starks and Brian Danielson in that strap match, which obviously we did see the return of the final countdown. Brian Danielson win the match.
1: It was very yeah. good. Well, I think in the media scrum afterwards, Daniel Brian Danielson said that Ricky Starks helped carried him through the match. Um, ultimately, it's a great way for the to to go. Um, I was overall happy with the the process of it, to be fair.
0: Yeah, like I said, it was a very good match. If you do get a chance to watch it, I do highly, highly recommend. So do watch it. Um, so after that match, we had the rest of the Blackpool Combat Club, um, Claudio Castagnoli and Wheeler Utah. Defeat Eddie Kingston and Shibata by pinfall. I mean, yeah, any much to say on that match at all? No. Let's just skip that. <laughs> cool. All right. Um, and then we had the uh, the biggest, obviously, storyline that's going on at the moment um, was Kenneth Omega, um, and he actually lost after 30 minutes and 30 seconds. Joe's favourite wrestler took a shit in the middle of the ring and won. (laughs) How do you feel? And again, I'm going to ask the question. We thought maybe this was the moment Kenny Omega was going to end the the storyline. He's going to beat Takeshka. He's going to finally win a singles match since leaving and being betrayed by Don Callis, but he has lost. So what next for Kenny Omega?
2: It's tough for Kenny Omega, isn't it? Because he's like the EVP. So it's, it's awkward for him, because if he wins, then he's like, oh, cool. you're booking yourself to win your you're, you're EVP, You're you're booking yourself to win, but then obviously he's still an active wrestler, so he has to win sometimes, so like, it's awkward, isn't it? It's like, how much, mm-hmm. how much do you win and how much do you lose? Because, you know, everyone knows he's an active EVP, he's like, he does help with a lot of, like, booking and the backstage logistics, but yeah, it's, just, it's a tough one, isn't it? I don't know how many he does actually win to like keep himself so legitimate. Um, it,
0: it's funny, because obviously there was that massive thing going around that the EVPs, Kenny Omega, and the Young Bucks, they only booked themselves to win, blah, 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 all of that. None of them won at all in the biggest show ever, and none of them won at all out a week later, the biggest weekend in wrestling. That like the biggest week in wrestling, none of them won because in the next match, Bullet Club Gold continued their hot streak and defeated FTR and the Young Bucks. So, where did it come from that like they just booked themselves winning all the time because they've just lost on two of the biggest shows of the year?
1: I think you need a bit of um, you need a bit of flexibility with it in, in terms of this storyline. You look at Takeshi up and come in, they're building him as the next Kenny Omega. So it makes sense for Kenny Omega to lose Mm -hmm. to to Takeshita because it builds him ultimately to push him towards a a higher upper tier, um, you know, main event. He's got Don Callis with him. You know, you'd be looking to see if he's now going to be going for the world title within the next year or so. If he lost, it's just burying for, you know, you're giving him the Omos treatment for no reason. Um, With the Bucks and stuff, I think they're just happy to be there. They're helping run it. To be fair, they're just messaging the dirt sheets to try and bitch about CM Punk. That's all they care about at the moment. Um, With that six-man tag match, it makes sense. You look at the front cover now of Collision and you've got Jay White front and centre. He is the face of Collision now. And they're the most entertaining thing on Collision, but the Bang Bang Gang, the little cardboard cutout running around the ring, they're really good fun. And they may be adding more members to the rank soon as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously I don't know much about a Bullet Club from New Japan Pro Wrestling, but this is where we've seen obviously Kenny Omega, Adam Cole. There have been obviously so many wrestlers within uh, Bullet Club. Finn Balor, he's the original leader, isn't he? Yeah, um, with, um,
1: with the Good Brothers.
0: Yeah, so and then obviously AJ Styles as well. Um, so there's been so many different leaders throughout the times. Um, obviously, now for those more i say casual rather than your hardcore new japan pro wrestling fans uh, who like to watch the niche products are getting to see what bullet club is all about and i think it's good that they are actually getting built properly as well which obviously it could have just fallen down they could have just gone down as like the good brothers in wwe where they're just like the super click kind of thing which obviously i can't remember what, exactly what they were called with with aj styles but
1: yeah the oc I mean,
0: the OC, that was it.
1: The yes. only club that matters, Jamie.
0: Well, apparently so. And then they were booked to lose basically every match. But, I mean, we were <laughs> saying that, but what weren't Judgment Day losing? Like, I remember, obviously, last year we were complaining that the Judgment Day just kept losing every single match.
1: They hold they, they all, all the gold at the moment. they were getting new members, so they, they couldn't be going any higher. And they've got a new Money in the Bank briefcase. After being night so it swings and roundabouts. It's the magic of pro wrestling. One minute you're down, the next minute you're on top of the world, baby. I say
0: spoilers. Actually, I haven't got to payback yet, but you know, yes, they, they haven't on You know, not have
2: to, to payback anyway.
0: Yeah, I know, but it's okay. Don't worry. We'll get if to payback. Um, the only match left, and unfortunately, Taryn isn't here to uh, talk about this match because I'm sure he is very, very happy with the result. But it finally happened after numerous defenses of the title. Orange Cassidy, he's been beaten up. He he was in the stadium stampede last week. He's he defended against Penta on Dynamite, but it just turns out John Moxley was the final straw. He was the straw that broke the Orange Cassidy's knuckle, I guess, <laughs> fist. Um but yes we have a new international champion for the long time for the first time in a long time in John Moxley and they're kind of almost draped in gold as well. Like you've got Claudio as a champion, John Moxley's a champion, like Brian Danielson is a champion in life because he's a <laughs> vegan. So you know it yeah, I mean are you, are we, I'm sure you're happy about the result because you don't like Orange Cassidy, I'm sure, but you know.
1: he's OK. I think if you're going to have somebody lose a big streak, it's very similar with Gunther Street, who's going to take that title off him? You want somebody big and worthy to take that belt off him. It's very similar with Orange Cassidy. With that reign that he's had and multiple defences, you you know, if it was somebody like Peter Avalon, you'd be going, what the hell's going on? Pretty Peter taking mm-hmm. the belt doesn't make any sense. But then if you look at somebody like a John Moxley, a former multiple-time... and um, AW champion, it makes sense. You know, if you're facing a world champion, like if you say, if you face like a Kenny Omega or if you face like a Chris Jericho, you'd expect them to potentially take the belt off him. So for it to be John Moxie, yeah, it's wicked. And it might be a case Moxie only hold, holds it for a couple of weeks, pass it on to somebody else. But it's a good way, adds a bit of credibility to Orange Cassidy's memorable run.
0: Yeah. And I, I, I do think um, as well, like, You've had the, uh, there was a great meme going around that um, obviously after we saw the CM Punk firing, John Moxley was ready to take that call to be AW real champion again because obviously he's, he is just Mr. Reliable and you can always rely on him to kind of be there, put on a kind of a good show. People do like to come and see him. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what he does with this reign. Obviously the BCC always liked to fight people and be like trying to make them better so we might see an open challenge something similar to um orange cassidy's reign where he's just going to fight every week um but do we think he's going to outlast orange cassidy's reign at all
1: i think he will drop it within a couple of weeks midcard title and he wants to be going for the world title yeah but
0: can he can he be going for the world title with the the current state of what's happening you've obviously got the MJF and Adam Cole storyline, and Roderick Strong now in there. You've got Samoa Joe suddenly coming into the picture. Is the room you. for Moxley or Danielson no. possibly?
1: Not in the world title I think with a Danielson, maybe, not with a Moxie, But I think if you look at who could take it off him, if Eddie Kingston's not going for the ring of honour world title, then certainly the international title Eddie Kingston could potentially be going for. You know, you could have like a surprise, um, what's his name, Nick Wayne or whatever his name is. He might take yeah, it off Nick him. Wayne. I think it's one of those ones you want to see that title being defended on the indies and going round all over the place. Even someone like a Buddy Matthews. Um, there's loads of different names of mid-carders who are trying to break through at the moment. Even like a Tony Nese would be pretty cool, would be pretty upsetting. So I think sky's the limit. You won't keep it for very long, but I do think the match that you will have to drop it will be memorable and put somebody on the map.
0: Perfect. Well, that was AW All Out. We'll wait to see what happens on AW Dynamite tonight as of recording um, and see what MGF has to say. We'll see what's going to happen with that um, AW title picture. But we're now going to move on to the pay-per-view that happened before that and the one that actually results in our pay-per-view prediction league um we are going to wwe pay back so i mean let, let's let let's get into it i guess so um yeah um what did we think of the show overall to begin with and then we'll break up um
2: and but actually better than I was expected. Like, I know we talked about it last week. It was, it's quite a predictable pay-per-view, but I felt most of the matches were very enjoyable and I thought the show overall was a really good, entertaining show. Like I wasn't expecting much going into it, but I think most of the matches delivered, they they, they were really good. Most of them were really, really good, I thought.
0: Yeah, and Dan, just quickly in a few words.
2: Yeah, I thought it was was overall good. Like Joe
1: said, I was going and thinking, oh, not much is going to happen here. But overall, Mm -hmm. it was solid. The the starting match, and we'll break it down in in bits in a moment, but they started the tempo straight off. Um, The puff segments he actually had, they listened to me. You know, having bits in the middle where you have promo segments and backstage segments actually helps and actually makes the show flow a little bit more fluid. Um, And it was enjoyable. I think you look back at it and go, we're looking at all of the shows throughout the year. It's actually one of the better ones. I actually really enjoyed watching it from start to finish.
0: Interesting. okay, so like I said, we will uh, go into breakdown by match, but obviously WWE Paperback was hosted by 16 time world champion, the man himself. You could see him. He was there. Um, It was John Cena. Um, So, yeah, I mean, what did we think of John Cena as a host to start off?
1: Great backstage did backstage segments. He was a referee. He welcomed everybody to the show. You couldn't really ask any more from him, to be honest. He was all hands on deck. He said in his promo on the show, I'm here to add more fun, more excitement to this product. I think he delivered on that.
2: Yeah, yeah, I agree.
0: I mean he did have his little bow tie. He did say it was harder than what he thought it would be. Um this is harder than I thought it would be when he's doing his little interview backstage. But um We'll move on to the first match, um, which was Becky Lynch versus Trish Stratus in a steel cage. Uh, we finally saw Zoe stand up to Trish as well. Um, so we think this is really the end of the Becky Lynch Trish Stratus storyline. Um,
2: yeah, yeah, it's yeah it's, so, it to be. Yes. It was actually a really good match. I really enjoyed it. Like there was like a little twist, like where Zoe, like, comes into, like, the steel cage and tries to help Trish, and then Trish kind of pushes it away. then Zoe, like, gets her own back. But, um, as I said, like, last week, I wasn't expecting much during this match. I was just expecting, you know, Becky Lynch just to beat Trish fairly quickly. But this match actually had, like, really good story to it, like, mm-hmm. the, with the Zoe start, like, coming in, like, trying to interfere, and then, like, turning on Trish. So, um, yeah, I really liked it.
0: And Dan, like, do we are we gonna see Trish for a little bit longer? Um, I assume we're gonna we're gonna see them fight each other, Trish and Zoe, or are we just gonna is she gonna take some time off for a while?
1: Yeah, I think that's it with Trish. I think because she was on her way out, she put over the star that she's been mentoring. I think it was a perfect way to end the feud ultimately this storyline has been a little bit lackluster and it's been under delivering. The promos have been a little bit rusty. The previous matches haven't been up to standard. But this match actually over delivered in my opinion. Some of the spots where Trish was hanging from the cage with the feet dangling from the top, um, some of the spots in it were absolutely incredible. You know, a 47-year-old uh, Hall of Famer absolutely smash it and keeping up with some of the best in the business. This match really kicked it off. He's looking at it going, no, you need to start the crowd going hot, get him going. And I think it really did. Um, Ultimately, the right decision. And now, um, as of next week, we're going to be having Tiffany Stratton versus Becky Lynch for the NXT title next week on NXT. So within a week, Becky Lynch may be a champion again.
0: Yeah, I mean, we did see that later in the night, didn't we? Um, That um, woman, you said Tiffany, yeah. Tiffany Stratton. Um, She came out and was like, oh, I'm sorry um, for... Calling you out the other week, you're not a former NXT champion, so I apologize for that, uh, which I thought was pretty good. Um, and obviously sets up that feud there as well. Um, and it gives obviously Becky Lynch finally to have that moniker of being uh, the NXT champion, and it's given her what she should have got when she was there because obviously she was kind of overlooked by Bailey. Sasha she was I'm not going to say the weakest of the four but you know she well, was overlooked uh, compared to the other two
1: out of the the four horsewomen she's the only one who's never held an NXT women's championship exactly so it's the limit why not Dolph Ziggler's gone back and won an NXT title that you know we've got people like Mustafa Ali and all sorts going back to NXT Baron Corbin why not and um you know they're wanting to really boost the ratings of NXT and pass on the knowledge this is a great way of doing it I think
0: yeah, um, so I assume we're going to see Becky Lynch win this title and kind of possibly defend it on Raw, or will she just be? Because we did see Dolph Ziggler kind of being on both, didn't we, for a little bit as well. And you can't just keep one of your biggest stars just on NXT. Like, Becky Lynch is one of the, the mainstays. Like She is the man people come I to see, see her specifically. Stratton.
1: I can see Tiffany Stratton take, uh, beating Becky Lynch. And then by going, I could beat anybody and beat anybody on Raw or SmackDown, they're really putting a lot of stock in Tiffany Stratton at the moment. I do think she's one of these ones that's just ready for the roster. A bit green when she came in, but she's really polished herself and worked her way up. So <laughs> I think that match could go either way. Um, but if Becky Lynch did win the belt, it's only going to be a case that she'll hold it for a matter of time. They've got No Mercy coming up in a few weeks' time and they're trying to sell mm. out a stadium. That is a great way of selling out the stadium, seeing that Becky Lynch is there. She's going to be defending that title in a rematch. People will buy tickets just to see mm-hmm. that. So it's a it's a good way to help sell out an arena.
0: Yeah. So like I said, I think I think this was um a good match, like with some of some of the spots that we did see with, with the superplex, obviously off the top. For someone like Trish Stratus to take that. I didn't really expect a lot of high spots like that. We just thought, you know, it was just gonna be more of a gimmick kind of thing, just to keep Zoe out of the match and it's just not really going to be used as much maybe a a few face scrapings on Trish's nose but we actually did see quite a lot of spots with it so for that I'm happy that we actually got to see some decent spots and as you said it was a, a pretty good match okay next up we had John Cena looking for some advice from the Miz and basically saying he will have be the special guest referee in the L.A. Knight Yeah match. So, yeah, yeah, um, that happened, yeah. So, yeah, L.A. Knight finally went over. You had a little bit of um, a moment between L.A. Knight and John Cena as well. Um, So, yeah, what are your thoughts on this one, Dan?
1: For, For the match, I mean, it was nine and a half minutes. I thought, mm-hmm. to be honest, they could have told the story in probably half that amount of time. The John Cena involvement made it a bit more of a spectacle. It was kind of like a passing on the torch, but it was almost like LA Knight didn't want the torch to be passed to him. He wanted to do it himself. He's a self-made man. Um, it was a bit clunky. You've got somebody like Miz, who's a safe pair of hands, versus LA Knight, who isn't exactly the most flashiest wrestler. So for the fundamentals and the grappling, didn't really. it wasn't really there. It was more of the storytelling of like, hang on a minute, you're a flash in the pan and Uh, no actually I'm not I'm here to stay and I'm going to be a main eventer you know is this the passing of the torch kind of thing but I think they were trying to force it down our throat I think really it actually took away from the LA Knight character a little bit more it made people to be fair you know I was really excited to see the LA Knight match and now I'm like oh are you excited to watch Smackdown and see what LA Knight does next I'm like well not really if he's doing more of what he did on on payback it was a little bit flat as a pancake to be fair so I'm hoping you know, if he just keeps coming out and beating up Hit Row every week, I'll be well happy. If he wants to go and smack around the Viking Raiders too, that's all good. I think we need a little bit more excitement. You know, there's room of free agents like a Zion Quinn and Von Wagner that he could have a quick victory over and build up a bit more momentum. But it's supposed to be some sort of passing of the torch moment, but I think it ended delivered in my standards.
0: Joe, you feel very similar or are you in complete disagreement?
2: Yeah, same standard, like it did want to sit on the tin, like Miss was out there to put over um LA Knight and it was nice the little yeah. like bit at the end with um John Cena, like LA Knight was like, Oh, do you want to match with the like like had a little interaction with John Cena and John Cena just raised his hand, so that was nice, but yeah, as I said it did, it did what it, it was supposed to do. It it could have been shorter, but yeah, it was fine for what it was.
0: Okay, so um, we'll move into uh, the four title matches, and the first one um, we saw successfully defended as Rey Mysterio defeated John's—I mean Austin Theory. <laughs> so um, yeah, I mean we, we've we've seen Austin Theory obviously beat John Cena at WrestleMania. He's now losing to Rey Mysterio at Payback. Like. I'm going to ask first what what is going to happen next in your eyes for Austin Theory. He was deemed to be the next big thing. He's obviously had that match with John Cena, which he won. And now, obviously, he can't get back his US title. So, what's next for Austin
2: Theory and what were your thoughts on the match? Joe? Um, I think Austin Theory like kind of needs uh, like a change of character. I don't know if it could ever be a fake but I don't know, I just think he needs a bit of a change. What that is, I don't know. Um, you know, for and we don't get Rey... paid
0: enough to decide these characters, do no. we? So
2: No, I mean for, for Hall of Fame like Rey Mysterio and like his age and like he shouldn't be as good and as agile as he is, you know. It was a, it was an okay match. It was nothing to write home about. I can't really remember much of what happened in the match. It was just it was just okay, uh, in my opinion. I think the story there is to do with like the LWO and whether or not um, Santos is going to turn on him and stuff like that I think that's might be the way they going with it and I think Austin Theory just needs a bit of a change in what he's doing in his gimmick
0: yeah Dan
2: yeah I
1: mean with, with Austin Theory I don't really see a problem with his gimmick I think he had the selfie gimmick and now he's just a confident guy it reminds me very similar of like a Randy Orton know he's one of these people you can probably see in the company for the next 20 years having matches with everybody they're going to put the world title on him in a few years time they're slowly teaching him the fundamentals um in terms of where his next storyline is that's a little bit shaded but in terms of Rey Mysterio you can clearly see that there's going to be the split in the LWO Santos is going to turn on him and that's going to set up the big money match um you know you you took my title shot away from me um you were meant to you know you meant to be my father figure there's these little subtle tweaks in it. So I'm interested to see where the LW and Rey Mysterio go. That storyline's really intriguing. But in terms of Austin Theory, to be fair, you could lock him up with anybody on the main roster. You know, you just got to pick a face and be like, yeah, he's going to be feuding with that person. You know, is it the Street Profits? Maybe he tries to get into Bobby Lashley's little club. Could be anywhere. But that bit's a bit grey. But Rey Mysterio, we know where he's going. This match overall, you could have probably, if you asked me to write a day and asked me how long he was going to go for and who was going to win it, this was the most predictable match of the night. But it's a good way to fill a couple of minutes on the card. We saw a title match. There is that. Oh, I don't know. We lost in theory, win it back. Uh, but ultimately, right result, right length of match, right match itself. Everyone came out healthy, and then we had the little Easter eggs afterwards of Santos putting Rey Mysterio on his shoulders to celebrate. So it's definitely moving somewhere, and it had its purpose. But would I go back and watch this match again? Probably not.
0: No, no worries. Okay. Well, this match. Um, you were saying, obviously, the Rey Mysterio match was predictive. Predictive was, yeah, predictive. predictable. Predictable. That's the word I was looking for there. <laughs> Whereas um, this one kind of had us split, and um, they they were given the ultimatum. They had to leave Payback with some gold, and they they did it. The Judgment Day won the Tag Team Championships, and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn lost them. So, what's going on here, Dan?
1: Well, they've already, the Superstar Spectacle, we know that Indus Show is going to be facing Sami and Owens for the tag titles. They've now changed that to um, a non-title match, um, and they've added Rhea Ripley versus Natalia for the women's title in India. Um, but what we thought, because they had the title match locked in for India, they were just automatically going to retain. But they mm. seem stronger than ever. JD McDonough seems to be now potentially entering the system of the Judgment Day. Um, and that shot where they all had the gold and they stood up on the ramp. But th- th- this match, it had everything. You had Rhea Ripley coming out, getting involved before a match, which was a bit risky because you had a big Hoss match later in the evening. Um, you got Dominic Mysterio getting involved as well, a bit of JD McDonough as well. So, they, you know, they had all the elements, all the shenanigans, but there's a potential tease of Zayn and Owens splitting up because of uh, what happened with Jey Uso debuting on Raw. So there's the cogs are in the works. But, yeah, did I want to see Zayn and Owens hold the tag titles for year? No. So it's kind of nice that they are moving those belts onto somebody. I just wish they would split them up and have Raw titles on Raw and SmackDown titles on SmackDown now. But for the time being, the, the, you know, we've got Finn now being the Grand Slam champion, great aesthetic with all of them with the belts. I think... I did predict it the other way around, but I'm happy with the result.
0: Yeah. um, No, happy that it did happen. And the judgment day finally laced in gold. I think maybe a year later, uh, like I think we all expected it to be sooner. But, you know, it is fine. They are the dominant faction now. They have all the gold. Uh, We do also have the money in the bank um, as well. Obviously, we might as well talk about it now. Um, There wasn't really a a cash in. but he is getting a new money in the bank briefcase um he got that new one on monday didn't he so
2: Senior yeah. money in the bank yeah i so. mean, i really enjoyed this match it was like one of my favorite it was like my favorite match for the pay-per-view like the bit when like they put on the uh the pittsburgh penguins like jersey like and kevin owens had like um terry funk t-shirt on underneath his like normal shirt like mm-hmm. this was like a really good like um Street fight, I it was like really well done. I thought so, I really enjoyed this one, and that's
1: Swanton bomb in the middle of the crowd through that table. So, I think I messaged you straight away saying, If you're going to watch one match of payback, this is the match you need to make sure you watch.
0: Yeah, okay. So, before we move on to the main event, like you mentioned, um, we had the, the Rhea Ripley against Raquel Rodriguez, and Rhea Ripley retained her women's title, and this was. 17 minutes this match. There was only i said only six matches altogether. Um and all of them bar one was over ten minutes and this one being I think all of them bar one was over fifteen minutes. Yeah. Uh, it was just the nine minutes forty five for Ray austin theory, all the rest of them were over fifteen minutes at least. So yeah, Rhea Ripley, uh Raquel Rodriguez, you had two women's matches out of the six as well, which is which is nice to see as well, giving the women a time on the the pay-per-view in singles matches, unlike probably what most people would say with AEW, it's the all kind of multi-women matches, but to have two women singles matches on the pay-per-view as well, giving the women the spotlight as well, with the storyline of Becky Lynch and Trish, and the women's title of Rhea. Um, obviously, we didn't have the... Who is the other women's champion? I forget now, is it... You is it sure. Io Sky? Yeah. Uh, obviously, we didn't have anything with, with her on there, but um, we did have Rhea Ripley successfully defend against Raquel Rodriguez. Dan, how how was this one for you?
1: It just reminded me of modern day Kane versus The Undertaker. I'm big, strong and tall. You're big, strong and tall. They even did the the chokeslam versus chokeslam thing where they both grabbed each other by the neck, which you'd see Kane and The Undertaker do. All in all, good match. We've got a rematch coming up next week where Dominic spanned from ringside. Ultimately, he was the difference maker. Um, you know, could Raquel Rodriguez become the champion, yes she could, she's beaten Rhea Ripley before in NXT um, I think we all predicted how this result was going to go, um, how it will go next week, Maybe we'll have to wait and see if whether that title does change hands but yeah, I all, it know it was a decent match but again you can predict how it was going to go, um, you know it's big person versus big person, let's show what we can do, but these guys, they're going to be fighting each other for the next 10 years, you know, they're friends in real life, they're great enemies Um, every time they throw it back it's going to be good but it was a proper modern day Kane versus the Undertaker.
0: Before I do move on to you Joe I just want to say obviously they have announced that that rematch so what you're saying is we're getting payback to the payback
2: Yeah
0: So yeah Joe so what were your thoughts on this one and like I said we all did predict Rhea was going to win this match so um, yeah what were your thoughts
2: same as dad, like, this, um, this big, powerful woman, this big, powerful woman, you know, um, Raquel did a tribute to Eddie Guerrero with a gear, and then Ch- and um, Rhea Ripley had a tribute to China with her, her gear, like, it was two big, powerful women against each other, this was actually a really decent match, like, I thought it'd be very one-sided with Rhea Ripley getting, like, all the offensive, but they did there, like, I can't knock you over, you can't knock me over, like, test the strength, and As Dan said, ultimately it was Dominic Mysterio having to be the difference maker. So um, Raquel looked a lot stronger than I thought she would. I thought Bria Ripley might, it might have been a squash match. It might have been really quick, but it wasn't. So yeah, pleasantly surprised.
0: Pleasantly surprised. Okay, main event time. Seth Franklin-Rollins successfully defeated Shinsuke Nakamura who looked very strong by the way in this match and he's the king of
1: strong style he
0: is the king of strong style and just before I come to you with this match obviously we mentioned there was no cash in you could see Seth Rollins back was hurt he was there in the ring for ages holding his back maybe they were teasing uh, a cash in at that moment as well but poor booking decision to kind of do that and just say why wouldn't you cash in in that moment when he is injured did they speak about it on Raw maybe they said oh we went to a bar and we celebrated so we left the venue by that point which then fair enough I would allow it because they're all draped in gold but if he's backstage you look into a ring you see an injured opponent that is your moment to cash in and for that it's stupid why they didn't (laughs) go through that Unless they gave a valid, a, a a reasonable explanation, did they give one on Raw? No.
1: No, no, they no. didn't. I, they just kind of said, "Oh, it's Judgment Day business." Yeah, um, yeah, they didn't. But they're obviously building towards something. Um, it is a shame we didn't get a cash in. I, I honestly thought they were going to do a cash in on that. I um, did there, cash there was, in my
0: cash in chip.
1: You did. There was a call out Um, I think um and Nakamura attacked him after the match and sent him home in a wheelchair. So they're continuing the storyline now between. Seth and um, Shinsuke but yeah I thought there was going to be a cash in like you said it was prime opportunity to do it missed opportunity for sure
0: Yeah so what did you think of the match overall Joe? Did it deliver? I mean they are two very solid wrestlers they have wrestled before what were your thoughts on the match?
2: It was a very good match it was very very close as well again um, I thought it might not be as close as it was Like it was very like very back and forth, like, Shinsuke was getting all of his stuff in, like, he was very close to winning, like, Seth Rollins had to really pull his A game out to beat Shinsuke, and I said last week, you know, this is Shinsuke we've been wanting to see for years, like, he mm-hmm. was like this in NXT The King of Strons in the past couple of years, he's kind of been lost his way a bit, so it's good to see him kind of go back to his old character, like, being just more vicious and just be like, I just don't care. I want to be the champion. So, I I like this new Shins game at Nakamura. I'm excited to see where it goes.
0: Yeah. So, Dan, what is next for Franklin? And what is next for Nakamura?
1: Well, we're going to be having a rematch. Um, They're building up again on Raw. He called him out. He offered him a title match again on on Mm -hmm. Monday Night Raw. But it's building towards that. I think they've got another show coming up. I think it's Fastlane. In, in, like in the fast
0: lane in Indianapolis.
1: So they need to have a big match for that. Maybe it's some sort of stipulation like a ladder match or a cage match or a maybe false count anyway. Last man standing will be good because how can you stand if you've got a bad back? I, mm. That's my sort of prediction. I think last man standing, fast lane, big gimmick match. Can he overcome all the odds? Yeah, it's too good to only have one match. Let's run it back. Let's do it again.
0: Twice in a lifetime, indeed. So. That is the show, um, really, in terms of talking about payback and talking about AEW All Out. Um, We just need to go through the predictions. And, like, we all thought it was a a very predictable show. We all kind of went for the same. The only difference in any of the results was Taron's went for oh. the judgment day and got a full house and oh, correctly predicted the of it. and correctly. I mean, he's not going to listen to the podcast anyway, so he probably nah. didn't even realize he got a full <laughs> score because he probably hasn't even watched payback, but you know, um, yeah. Becky Lynch, Rhea Ripley, LA night, judgment day, Ray Mysterio, Seth Rollins. It was a perfect score. Um, so the table reads as follows. Dan, Bottom of the Pay-Per-View Prediction League on 41. Joe, 42. Taron, 44. And me, the two-time champ on 46. Oh. Oh, but speaking of champs, it's the head-to-head we all want to see. It is time for the quiz. And Joe has provided us with one this week. And just to let people know, in terms of the quiz, Joe is on two, Taron's on four, I'm on eight, and two-time champ Dan is on ten. Will he make a three-point lead, or will it be knocked down to one? It is time for the quiz.
2: It's time for the quiz. There's
0: (laughs) a new theme tune for it. But yes, Joe, (laughs) take it away.
2: Um, yeah, so usual 10 um, questions on wrestling. Um, they're on WWE. I'm just going to get them up hey. now. Okay. Question number one. Who was the first member of the New Day to win the WWE Championship? New Day? The Trumpet. <laughs> you remember the trumpet's um, name? Is that a question? Francesca. Francesca too. <laughs> Uh, Question number two Who won the first Audrey the Giant Memorial Battle Royal Fantastic Okay Question number three When was the first Wrestlemania What year When was the first Wrestlemania Fantastic Question four Um who did Becky Lynch defeat him in her return to in-ring action after she gave birth to a daughter? Okay, uh, question number five. Who was the first Nexus leader? We are one,
1: we are one, the chosen one what soon that was by the way bang <laughs>
0: out. i was listening to old wwe themes the other day uh, actually it was a wwe smackdown versus raw themes you know like the old soundtrack because there's a spotify playlist some of the songs on there
1: fire fly
0: what a song <laughs> that was
1: Absolute absolutely it's when people i've been in uh, like karaoke nights and somebody tried to sing. you know the nickelback one to the sing- ground yeah, somebody tried to sing that We're in the most tonight, bar in Newport right? called it. <laughs> You'd not sing that on a Friday night in Newport City Centre, but they tried. They didn't. They didn't um, get much of a reaction. So what he's saying is thing. he
0: didn't burn it to the ground tonight.
1: No, if if anything, he just simmered it on a stove.
0: Fair enough. Okay, Joe.
2: Question number six: Who was the first King of the Ring? Okay, uh, question number seven, who was the youngest Divas champion? Tessa Blanchard. (laughs) Question number eight, when did the WWE uh, Network debut? When did the WWE Network debut? Do you just want a specific year? Yes, what year did it start, the WWE Network?
1: I
0: assume we're talking USA because it was a different year for the UK because I got the USA date.
2: Yeah. Yeah, USA. Yeah.
0: Cool. I'm pretty sure it was that. I'll give you the month as well.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, question number nine. Where did King come from originally? So when they said coming into the ring from the King, where did he? Where did they say King was from originally? Uh, question number ten. To earn his spot in the main event of WrestleMania 30. Who did Dan O'Brien defeat? I
1: remember trying to watch this in the courtyard and they couldn't sort out the feed, so we ended up missing three quarters of this match and they ended up coming straight in and it was Hogan and John Cena and Stone Cold in the ring, like, wow, well, what happened in, in the first match? So then we had to go back on the Twitter
2: and find out. OK, is everyone ready for...
0: I feel like Dan's got a perfect turn at yeah. <laughs> He's I not going laughing, I I think I, am. I think I have. I, I <laughs> think I've got eight, so it'll be alright.
2: Okay, question number one. Um, who was the first member of the new day to win a WWE championship? Jamie. Kofi Kingston. Um getting Me Crazy, Kofi Kingston. Uh question two, who Is was that the yes? first Kingdom? Right? <laughs> yes. Um sorry, yeah, Kofi Kingston, yeah. <laughs>
0: all right, question two. Yeah, you both said Kofi, but I'm not gonna tell if it's right. <laughs>
2: Yeah, Kofi, yeah, that's right. Um question two, who won the first Audrey the Giant Memorial Battle Royal Dad? Cesaro. Jamie.
0: What's winning it? I went for Mojo.
2: It was Cesaro. You don't yeah. get
0: hyped, you stay hyped. Mojo did Mojo uh, win the second or third one? Uh, second one the second one was fifth.
1: Big Show. Big Show it was wasn't the,
2: it, yeah. the yeah, yeah. third one was Mojo. Was like, third. Yeah. Yeah. Uh question number three, when was the first WrestleMania what year, Jamie? Uh nineteen eighty-five? Dad. Yeah, yeah nineteen eighty-five. Correct, nineteen eighty-five. Uh question for who did Becky Lynch defeat in her return match after giving birth? Jamie?
0: Bianca Belair.
2: Dad. Yeah. Your favorite wrestler, Joe, Bianca Belair.
0: It's SummerSlam.
2: Correct. 36 seconds. Uh Whoa. <laughs> Uh, Question number five Who was the first Nexus leader, Dad? Wade Barrett Jamie?
0: Wade Barrett
2: Correct He wears a beret (laughs) Question number six Who was the first King of the Ring champion, Jamie? Um, I had no
0: idea So I just put Richard Flair
2: Dad. I'm going to sound really Welsh when I
1: say this But was it Don Morocco?
2: Correct, it was Don Morocco There we go uh um, question number seven, Who is the youngest Divas champion, Dad? Paige here. Jamie? That's
0: exactly how I was going to answer it as
2: well. <laughs> <Page>. <laughs> Correct. Um Bradley. Uh, question number eight. Thanks. In what year did WWE Network debut? Uh Jamie?
0: February 2014.
2: Dan? I've also got 2014. Correct. 2014. Uh question number nine. Yeah, an extra where point did...
0: for the month, even though I'm not going to win because Dan's already won.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I just got the year. I did ask for the month. So just I'm the sure year. it was February. Yeah. Uh, question number nine. Um, where did King come from originally, Jamie?
0: Parts unknown.
2: Dan? Spain. Correct. Spain. There we go. Uh, question number 10. So in this spot in the main event of WrestleMania 30? Who did Daniel Bryan defeat? Dan? Paul Levesque, Hunter Hunterhurst
0: Helmsley. JB? Also known as Triple H.
2: <laughs> Correct, Triple H. So, what's everyone. I
0: got the point there. He wasn't called Hunterhurst Helmsley. That was his WCW name. Yeah, Dan got 10 out of 10. Um, WWE hey. Network. So, I'm just quickly, because I'm sure it was February 14th, 2014 when it came out. So
2: Valentine's I'm just Day.
0: Double check.
2: Hey, nerds!
1: You're not going to. February out on 24th. Day it was twenty-four. you have some you get some nice quality wrestling so it was 24
0: chocolates i knew it was a four in there february 24th it came out
1: yeah they're not gonna release yeah. on valentine's day are they watch some yeah. wrestling nerds yeah
0: because the, most of them won't have girlfriends you nerds <laughs> so they'll be like "Yep, <laughs> you can stay in it why go out and have a day if you can stay in and watch the wrestling so it could have been the perfect time in your mum's basement to watch the wrestling.
1: You could stay at home and watch Legend's House
0: season <laughs> one. Or Holy Moly, it's Foley or whatever they call Holy Foley.
1: With Noel Foley. I can't wrestle, Dad. I've got a headache.
0: Yeah. Who is this? Adam Coe. Hey, he doesn't have any anymore, thankfully. So, yeah, I mean, this brings a nice wrap up of the episode uh, Dan, you have extended the lead to a eleven points. And it will be myself on the quiz next week, which means I can't catch up. So it could be four points by the time. It could be five points by the time you quiz again if you manage to get a successful run of three in a row. Um but Dan, where can everybody find us?
1: Yeah, we are Grapple Cast Show. We are available on the Facebook X. We're also on Instagram and Threads as well, um where you can find us on the social media. But where, if you like to find us on podcast, I hope you'd be able to find us. to so listen to us right now. But we're available wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you like, rate, and subscribe so you never miss an episode.
0: Yes, make sure you do and share with all your friends and family. And we always like to hear feedback as well. So, if you you do want to recommend. We did have a, a shout out as well, didn't we, on Twitter by somebody recommending us as well. So if, it always makes us smile um, when people do recommend and share their favourite parts of the episode. How stupid Taryn is with some of his predictions. And um, so always just get out us, slide into those DMs. We absolutely love it. So, Joe, without further ado, would you like to sign us off?
2: Without further ado, I bid you good night and farewell. Bang.
0: Goodbye.